and Ramsey Unleashed, the people's podcast. We are here to rock the podcast world. Good evening. Welcome to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed. Uh, my partner in crime is with me finally. Um, Good evening. Good Mr. evening. Hugh Hattrick. Finally arrived. Yeah. He's been hiding. He's been hiding. He's just rock. You know, he's plane, private jet. I had a very nice Christmas and New Year. And yeah, back to work and things. But yeah, back looking to, forward to making the podcast tonight and for back, many more. Back to work? You? Back to work? Seriously? Absolutely. What are you doing? <laughs> all sorts. All <laughs> sorts of things. Okay. Sounds a good thing to know. So, yes, yeah, so we're back. Uh, finally. So what's been happening, peeps? Our Two are this can make this this gonna be a fun night. He's back, my partner in crime's here, he's sitting across from me, we're gonna have it just talking about general stuff. There's uh, talking a lot about stuff. Some of the news has been a bit crap, I admit that, but there's gonna be some fun stuff. Try to just do a little bit off the cuff, but it's hopefully we entertain two our sexy beast listeners out there. The, the the people who listen to us and make this happen, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you, people in America, uh, across Europe, Brazil, South America. Um the United Arab Emirates if you want to yeah. buy some shares in oil feel free uh, that would be really nice um, we don't own an oil company uh, okay maybe not then uh, well, if you we can put s- some shares out of Hatrick and Ramsey unleashed uh, you know. yeah, buy some shares in the company I'm lucky if they make a penny a piece yeah, <laughs> be your first share somebody be the first share uh, so there is um, so just to cover a few brief things the recent, one thing I want uh, we can talk about is I don't you could probably you, you guys out there listening to this will probably agree or disagree now it may be happening in America it may be happening elsewhere people who are obese obesity now okay we all have people all we all have we all go through binge eating we eat we go through comfort eating we sit and we hoover up a bit we'll sit, especially at Christmas time we all kind of tend well at Christmas time we all tend to stick stick on a few pounds to say the least and we all feel like the turkey is going in the oven Stuffed, and uh, so uh, EU courts recently were saying that obesity, ruling that obesity, is a disability. A disability. Now, really, really, a disability. Now, now no offence, but to me, a disability is somebody is say something that's genetically, or they've actually had people who've lost limbs that type of thing. I would say that is more a disability than somebody who's sitting on their ass, stuffing, shoveling food down their throat. <laughs> And saying and getting just saying, oh, because what gen- in, in this country we want Jeremy Kyle and they just go getting their, <laughs> getting their DLA, yeah, and they're getting their disability <laughs> level as they're sitting on their ass, hoovering up. Oh, this is what's in fact, you get, you've been offered a job to go and work and to go and sweep the streets at minimum wage. Ah, sorry, it's not enough money for me. Sorry, I'm happy to make benefits watching Jeremy Kyle or in, maybe in America you watch Jerry Springer. Um, and so what. Hugh, I mean, what do you think about this? I have to admit, I did laugh when I heard it, but it does make me think, what are they actually going to occupy themselves with next? I mean, this just shows you that the EU is full of people who just want to find things to waste people's time and to, to make life so awful, um, you know, because they've got nothing else to better to do and they're paying a lot of money to come up with this kind of rubbish. I mean, it may not have been, you know, straight bananas, but now now we've got 
you know, the fact that if you eat too much, you're going to be, you know, it's a disability. I mean, I think it's, I think it's completely crazy. It's a qualified way of just encouraging people to get clean benefits. The whole, the whole yeah. point, you know, I thought the whole point of job seekers allowance in this country, okay, you're getting a benefit, is to to help you get work. Or, but the thing is, are people becoming too? Would you say people are becoming too um, proud or picky, or they're not willing to? People are saying, "Oh, I'm not willing to do the lower jobs to be able to climb the ladder and say, but it's, and understand that money, some money, is better than no money." And it's getting that starting at the bottom and willing to work up. Nobody's got to get up and go these days. They're just really happily. Uh, they want to set their sights too high, and get the job. It's like paying ten pound an hour or whatever, t- or fifteen dollars an hour or whatever the rate is over there in America or somewhere else, and actually say, it's partly to do with the benefit system. That it's it's you know if people start going for work, then they lose out a lot of their benefits, mm-hmm. and then that can really make a very big difference because they could be in a reasonable position where. They might be working, say, part time, and all of a sudden they look. They really want to work full time. You know, let's say as a husband and wife, for example, um, and they work part time a number of hours a week. They'll probably get help if they've got children. They'll get things like uh, tax, what's it called, um, tax credits, um, and things like that. So that can actually give them a reasonable, um, you know, help. They might be getting um, a housing benefit and things like that. So that can give them a reasonable. You know, they're not. They shouldn't be short of money um, if they're sensible uh, with their costs. And the problem is if then they want to start working full-time or if they get the offer of a full-time job, um, they'll realise that they'll lose probably all their housing benefit and they'll lose maybe some of their other, other um, tax credits or whatever. So all of a sudden they're in a negative position where they're actually, you know, they, they may be lost. They may have, the, the, the income may go up by, say, four or five hundred pounds, but then they may be lost six hundred pounds worth of benefits. So they're actually minus a hundred in terms of what their actual, where, where they are financially. So there's there's a lot of problems with that. And I think what we need to do is, the way the way benefits work, the way the whole welfare system works in Britain, it's just not proactive. It's not a good thing for people who are looking for work. Okay. So at the moment, uh, the obesity, I think, to be honest with you, I think to make a disability is a farce. Um, yeah. I think the bottom line is they should be, if anything, giving people money to say, I, mean, I, don't, I don't see why they don't offer for benefits to stop people from being Sitting well, if you've been giving them gym membership or yeah, something, gym membership to try and do something to, 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 to save us. And you, yeah. If you want to, we're not going to pay you this unless you start. Well, I mean, if, if people have to get oper- some people have to get operations and they have to lose weight and they struggle, yeah. but they should be doing something to make get people fit. And also, I would say they should be. I mean, with benefits, encouraging people if they are fit enough to work, they should be. Why? Why don't they put something back into the community by saying? Why would you not do community service or something? Yeah, something to get on. I was going to say this would be a, a very good time to introduce our, our daytime sponsor, which is KFC. You know? yeah, exactly, <laughs> KFC. If you oh, want to get on that list quickly enough, you know, you know that's the way to do it. You know? uh, or McDonald's, Burger King, take a pick. But no, it's, why, why don't, I mean, community service, people who get community service from committing a crime, but why don't they, if we're giving people, these people money for nothing, Aye. technically, why don't you say, right, if you want paid, you want your money, you want your benefits, you're going to come and help sweep the streets or take some graffiti off walls or uh, whatever, community uh, service, which benefits the the community in Britain or wherever you are in the world to actually put in some money, put uh, time and money to gain the experience of getting work. That's it, uh, in some way. I, I mean, all these things seem very, very sensible, but what you remember is you're dealing with bureaucrats and you're dealing with people who don't like the idea of connecting things up making things efficient, 
because then that basically puts them out of a job. And we have now got a government system where there's so much waste. I mean, even though they made big cuts, you know, they made cuts to some essential services, which is not good, but there is so much waste in the kind of backs, you know, the kind of administration and, and also all these groups, management groups, consulting groups, all that come up with these ideas in the first place. I think this is a great idea, you know, in terms of welfare and different things. Um, and, of course, I mean, for the, the, what you have to do is get rid of all of it. You just have to get rid of it. And you don't have to say no more. It's the only way that certain people are going to learn. In other words, you get rid of you get rid of housing benefit, you get rid of um, the job centres, just... You know, they're not now places in the, when the, with the free market. They've been these things have really been made redundant. I mean, how many people go to a job centre and actually find a job on their system that they actually go for? You know, very very few. Well, they'll, they'll probably find a job somewhere else, maybe on another website or on a, or in a newspaper or by word of mouth, something like that. They're more likely to do it. So if you get rid of all of that, and then you have what I would say is what uh, what they call a negative income tax. So in other words, um, you actually get everybody gets who's over the age of eighteen. Um, say £100 a week, right, if they earn up to a certain income. So let's say if they were earning less than £30,000, they get this £100 a week. And with that money, they don't, they, they can, they get that money every week regardless, right? And everybody over the, over the age of 18 gets it who's not earning more than, say, £30,000 a year. And obviously you, you pay tax on anything above that. But what it means is that you don't have to question that money. So you don't have to register for that money. You know, you don't have to, it's not like housing benefit where if you suddenly get a job paying minimum wage, you're going to lose any of that. You would get that money regardless of whether you worked or not. But the, the key thing is it wouldn't harm, you know, you wouldn't be harmed if you went out and said, right, I'll get that full-time job at minimum wage. Because at the end of the day, you'd have your five grand a year negative income tax, plus say your 14,000 a year for your year or 13,000 pound a year for your minimum wage job. Add the two together, that's 18,000 pounds. And obviously you pay the taxes that were due on that money. But you know that's how you improve quality of life. And that's how you make it in people's interests to go for any job, whether it's part-time, full-time, you would have something. And as people contribute to the economy, which they would do anyway, they pay their taxes, that, everything else, so you'd pay a lot of that money back. But you would just say, there's no more housing benefit, no more council tax benefit, the money that they get, they need to use that to pay the local costs and all the rest of it. Um, and then you would save an absolute fortune, and it would work. Talk about recently, one thing I've noticed in, in this country anyway, I don't know what it's like in, in America, I mean, one thing about America, you, <laughs> when it comes to fuel prices, um, putting fuel in your car, whether it's diesel or petrol, uh, you seem to think, I mean, you're thinking a lot of hard done by, I mean, you're getting charged like $2.50 a gallon that we, we charged. So basically, what you're getting is, if we were charged that per gallon, we'd be happy, we'd be be laughing great right. but um because about three liters to the to the gallon isn't it something like that three or four liters to the gallon and you get you we're getting we're charged per liter so technically yeah. for what you're we were getting, paying about one pound thirty a liter we were it's nearly four about, pound yeah we were looking gallon. at uh, way back in sort of january early january before that you're, you're hitting roughly for diesel we're hitting one pound forty point yeah. nine a liter and uh, yeah. petrol was roughly about one pound thirty odd give or take Mm. But since it seems to be, but all the, but the moment, we, all the cost of oil has gone, did, just dropped. Yeah. Uh, and they're all panicking. I mean, they've always got loads of mega, mega profit. They're all panicking. So what? You've got profit. So what? You're taking a dip. Use your profit and stop. They're, they're still making their money, you know. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. yeah. What, do you think it's right to lay, lay off all these jobs or jobs that are a threat? Well, it's about the investment because it costs a lot of money to drill for oil, especially like in Scotland. Okay. Um, um, but uh, so that's why the problem—that's that's what's causing the problems because they reckon 
than not having an FDA if it goes under fifty dollars a barrel um, sale price, then 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 it can it basically means that the north whole northeast or the um, north uh, the Scottish oil industry basically isn't worth the money uh, yeah. because it's quite they're losing money because it's costing them a lot of money to to obviously cool. to produce that barrel and so on. I suppose one good thing about it is uh, for us, um, well, there's I think maybe they're starting to is because it's lower for us, it's going to, it's going to cost less. For like all the supermarkets to get their things to get delivered, really. It's yeah, so we are. It's in effect, it's like a tax break. Yeah. Because so the cost has come down by like twenty percent mm-hmm. in the last month or two, uh, or or you know since it's in the last week while it has been, begun to come down. Uh, but yes. remember, we pay eighty five percent tax on our fuel at the moment. It's crazy. Well, so it really be to be to be fair, it'd be about fifty p a litre if it was if they didn't tax it. If they taxed it like the Americans, but I think it's like ten percent tax or whatever. It's it's you know it would be next to nothing. What do you think of the talk about? One, one thing is uh, obviously with tax, obviously road tax and things that uh, in this country you pay more tax, which is meant to go towards the roads. And uh, at the moment, it's the UK is basically pothole city. Take a pick. So you're, you're driving along, you end up in a ditch. Never mind a sinkhole, you get potholes, but they might as well be sinkholes because they just yeah, they don't think it was an earthquake. Exactly, it's crazy. It's mad. It's like yeah, bonkers. Yeah, yeah. So, but. Uh, and what was it recently? Basically, in, uh, the S- recently the SNP underspent by four hundred forty-four million or something. Four hundred, and we're thinking, hang on a minute, yeah. what do you mean the money sitting on it? Hanging on, so we well, even like fifty million of that would have probably repaired just the majority of roads in the exactly. country, or so, certainly all the major stuff that needed done. So is your is your local benefits. government are are getting funding, and are they not spending their allocated budget, hiding yeah. it, and saying they're, they're skint or broke? Well, they're, they're also choosing politically correct projects. You, know, you had the tram system, you know, that, that nobody wanted that. It's now slower so than the bus because it, it takes about 40 minutes sometimes to go on a tram from the Waverley to the airport. So it, so and on the bus, it takes half an hour and it's about £5 less. So, if you ever come to Edinburgh, people, if you ever visit yeah. Edinburgh to, for tourists or whatever, and you come and you see this tram, uh-huh. we have, a, a, you can probably get trams in wherever you are, maybe. But yeah. we spent nearly eight hundred million quid on one yeah. line, which goes from yeah. Edinburgh Airport to one part of the city centre. Yeah. And the problem is, is there's basically one line you go back and forward, and that's it. So it's crazy. And if one breaks down, the whole system shuts down. You can't you basically yeah. even get the bus. Well, there so, must have been accidents. I'm sure they're trying to hit a car or something or hit a bus. It's hit a bus. It's and, mad. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. basically a complete our farce. Um, yeah. Unwanted. Complete waste the of money. Was the, the Think what eight hundred million pounds we'd have oh, done, yeah, and all mean. the bu- businesses that went bust in Leith when they were going to pull the whole place up to put it, to put the tram system down there, which in the end never went there. I mean, it's because we have probably the worst council in in you know in the last fifteen twenty years. It's been just year after year of terrible leadership and she won the award. Useless, utterly idiotic and out of touch politicians. They were, up for, they were up for an award as well. And then you don't get like a, oh, they'll make their own rewards. They make their own awards for all oh. this crap. You know, they have the Council of the Year award. Okay, the only council that's going to give these awards. But they're not the Queen's the Honours list or something. Oh, something. goodness. But, I mean, crazy. probably because they're, I mean, they just, they, this is what they think we want. This is what they think. And unfortunately, the people of Scotland who are overwhelmingly voting for these left, you know, Labour, SNP, um, you know, the Greens, a whole lot of them, this is what they think is somehow progress to clutter yeah, up our streets. There's, and there's progress. I'm not going to name names. I know there's a, in Edinburgh there's a nursery which has been um, around for nearly 30 years. 20, uh-huh. 20 years now. This nursery um, now is based in a, a primary school grounds. It's, they've got a wee section. But 
Edinburgh Council are looking in the, in the key areas of the city are wanting to take parts of playing fields away to build, spend a million pound on nursery, a new nursery, a modern new nursery building to build, uh, to think, say there's people crying out for spaces, which is a lot of rubbish, to be honest with you. Um, so I think there is demand, but at the end of the day, the private marketplace will meet that demand. Anyway, they're, they're just, you know, yeah. So bottom line is, to, take the regulations away, right. people can do it. So what um, they're trying to do is they're spending a million pounds on all these nurseries when they when there's one that perfectly. But the thing is, they're taking away playing space for kids uh, to play, to get fit, exercise, aye. and they're sort of just for a million quid. I mean, what a million quid? Why not they spend? They've got a nursery. There's a nursery in the building. Why not they help support the one that's there, refurbish it, or give them a new building, aye. or that type of thing? Well, nowadays, what you have to remember is that. You know, government is so big, it's it's looking for ways to keep their people occupied. And so it, this is why it has these studies into all this. That's why they have a department, or they certainly used to have a department at Edinburgh Council, just for traffic lights. So if some nice busybody phones up and says, I want a traffic light outside my house, they come along and they build one. And they'll probably say, oh yeah, that's a good idea, and they'll build one. <laughs> I mean, that's how much money they have. You know, this is what they said. So they were skint in certain areas, but wasting millions of pounds on absolute rubbish. So that this is what they do. Because to most sensible people, we wouldn't even bother with this kind of crap. We would just let the marketplace get on and people find their, their, their child minders or their, their child care, they get it sorted out. Or guess what? They start a business and they do it themselves. You know, but this these kind of people, they are determined to think that the government has to do everything. And this is now what happens. So the be- what, just to, I mean, one thing about travel lights, um, they keep saying that we are getting... You're, uh, in a lot of cities, you have... Polluted, polluted streets, you know, certain streets because of cars. And that, my verdict to that is, just they want to uh, stop CO two emissions through cars, obviously emissions, and they want to bring them down. But the reason why they are so high is because of traffic lights. So mm. people are sitting at traffic lights, but their mm. engine is idling, it's running, waiting for mm. the traffic the, the light to go green, mm. and. You're polluting, it's obviously this, and if it's the, the traffic lights don't last yeah. that long, there's no free flow of traffic, and it's just getting built yeah. up and built up. Well, it's, I, it's look, fine, because this is something that I actually, uh, when you're going to think, what a nerd, but I used to not study them, but I used, to, I used to record all this stuff because I was one of the few people who complained <laughs> when the council started bringing all these proposals in to put traffic lights up everywhere, and they took out really good roundabouts, and roundabouts kind of respond to the natural flow of the traffic, right? So you kind of look, it, it, it demands better driving. So, you know, you look ahead to make sure it's clear before so that you can keep going. But if it is clear, it means you don't need to stop. And the problem is with a traffic light, you have to stop because it says red. Whether there's any traffic there or not, you have to stop. And now across Edinburgh, in all the places they took out the roundabouts, and I, and I can guarantee it, um, every time they put a traffic light up, you have more congestion. I mean, they did it at the Tesco's at Fountain Bridge. And that was a tiny wee roundabout. It was wide oh, and uh, easy. It, fr- it flowed. Um, and absolutely. it was never busy. I mean, I knew people who lived near there, and it was never busy. Now it is clogged up. I couldn't believe it when they even said they were going to do this. Okay, there's a new Tesco metro there, so people cross the road to get to it. But they could easily cross the road. There was a cross point for them anyway. They could have put in a zebra crossing if they needed to, and, and left the, it roundabout. The there's a part of it, one of the worst places near Edinburgh Zoo. There's a street, not for the call, because it's based in St John's Road. In oh, yeah, that's very busy. But one roundabout right. area to the next... You've got the best part of it's just you come off the roundabout, you've got pedestrian uh, set lights. You, uh, literally, about, well, you've got about six hundred yards yeah, along, yeah. another pedestrian lights. Then you've got a main set of lights. Uh, you've actually got another, I think, an hour uh, crossing lights again. You've uh, got a main set of lights, 
Yeah. And which you have to stop, then then it's another pedestrian lights, and there's another one. Yeah. Then there's a main set of lights, and there's another pedestrian lights before you actually start to get a free flow, and it's yeah. constantly congested. And it's that crazy. Be, the only reason why that isn't even worse is because you've actually got a roundabout at the PC world area, oh. and that and that actually gets some kind of flow. If that was traffic lights, you'd be stuck right the way along. It's, Glasgow it's, Road would be blocked. This is bonkers. You know? um, but they, they've done it everywhere. I mean, they took a year to do the one at. Uh, at the jewel at Asda, you know when they, yeah, they that used to be around yeah, about there, yeah, and it was it was actually quick. I used to go out that way to the A1 from where I used to live mm-hmm. in the centre near Meadowbank, um, and not Meadowbank up at up near the crags, and I could get out of there in about ten minutes, even at rush hour. I could go through that road, and it would never be busy. I mean, it would have a few cars. I don't get me wrong, but because it was around about, it, it just flowed. It worked in the in the way of the traffic, and and mm-hmm. now it it, it it doubled my time basically, doubled my time to get out of the city to go through it, and they've done it everywhere just about. It's only the top of um, Morningside that they haven't actually put, um, they've got a travel light up there, but it's not quite so bad, but they don't have bus lanes all the way out, and that's the only way that actually it works, because, I mean, at, at Straighton, and all these places, all these parking rides, and all this rubbish, and it's just, it's just oh, cluttered the, the city. Yeah. Um, and basically, for people listening in Edinburgh, you used to be able to go across Edinburgh very quickly within yeah. uh, 10 to 20 minutes, now you're literally you're talking yeah. about 30 minutes to an hour just to get across yeah. your own city, and it's yeah. absolutely bonkers. And um, all these people that said it was going to be efficient, it was going to cut emissions, mm-hmm. I would like to see if any emissions have been cut at all. I, I doubt it. How can it be, even cars that have got start-stop, you know, so that means they don't, you know, if they're sitting in, the, in, a, in a queue, their engine's off. The fact is, no engine runs efficiently when you're always having to come to a halt all the time. Mm-hmm. And they're not, so you're not going to get this. Well, another thing, I just recently, just voted in, in Edinburgh, in Edinburgh but I suppose probably you well, have the, this new 20-mile-an-hour thing. They're changing a lot of the main streets to 20 miles an hour. Then mm-hmm. the bottom of it is, you can lucky if you get about 20 miles an hour these days anyway, because of the traffic lights. Yeah, I'm always so, about that. It's crazy. But so, people are just going to ignore it, because it's just, you, I mean, I, I believe they're actually going to be main streets. That they're doing this on as well, aren't it's, they? You're going to be—it's crazy. It's absolutely bonkers. I mean, the bottom line is uh, you can't concentrate at 20 miles an hour. In terms of you know, you're looking if you're because it's so slow and you're on a if you're certainly on a big street like say Chamber Street or the bridges and it's clear, you know, you're going to be your eyes going to be on the 20 mile an hour thing speedometer on your car. You're not going to be looking where you're going. Exactly. You know, it's, and um, bump bump, there goes the policeman. You know, in front of your car because oh. you haven't seen him. You know, because you exactly. were so busy looking at your speed oh, that you didn't see. You know, that you didn't, exactly, and you hit Oops. someone. Hello, because, hello, I officer. Mean, you know, you know, you know. Uh, there'll be a new hip replacement. Uh, but, you know, but, be, but I mean, it will be because the, the, you know it's it's crazy. I can understand in areas where there's maybe schools and where you naturally would slow down anyway, where there's lots of parked cars. But in a main road, thirty miles an hour is perfectly reasonable. What do you think? And, I mean, another thing is it's still very controversial. Is I mean, been there for a long, long time. It's a lot of speed bumps in in, in streets. I mean, them. obviously they cause damage to your cars. Yeah. Yes, they, they, do, s- they delay ambulances and yeah. fire engines. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the amount of people who they don't think- save any lives. That's for sure. Exactly. They so don't save any lives because if you're, yeah, I can guarantee if you're in an area where they have the old style speed bumps, which are still in a lot of the areas of cities around the country, where you can't avoid them. Mm. Um, at the end of the day, an ambulance can't avoid them. Now, if you're if you ever had a heart attack and you were, and you had to wait for an ambulance to come, that delay has probably killed more lives. You know, waiting because people didn't get to the to the hospital on well, time because they've been delayed two or three minutes uh, because of that. I would I'd be very interested to see what what statistics there are on that. I'm sure somebody did that a while ago and actually said um, that it was it was actually causing more of a problem because that's what government does when it gets in the way. It's like, oh, do good. I think, I think the problem we'll is because a lot of governments they don't, they don't get there yeah. if they come into what's I think. Well, they don't get their own way. They start to keep, they, they mess uh, things up. Yeah. Really. Just to keep like, people in a job. Keep uh, them in a job. Keep, keep job. We'll have a speed so, bump department. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. the Dolly Parton's out. I like a kick-ass department. We're yes. going to come along and kick you. Uh, yes. <laughs> if you come up with any more of those ideas. You know? Yes. You know? <laughs> it was like... Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's mad, it's bonkers. I mean, it's like if they, do, they start throwing their toys out the pram and they go, hey, yeah. you can't, we're not getting voted against you. And they go, right. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. How can we screw, screw well, this? Remember, they had the congestion charge. And yeah, when they, they lost that, they immediately did other plans that they knew were against what anybody wanted to basically help make, make the system you know, come to a grinding halt. Another thing is they're looking to bring parking charges on a Sunday in Edinburgh. I mean, no, uh, this is now, the amount of people that's going to affect. Now, okay, churches some, as church, well. People, churches, on a Sunday morning, people who have and, disabilities, yeah. who, as I said, yeah. back to that, who in wheelchairs or elderly people. They probably get it for free because they get, if they've got a disability. No, but they're going to be relying on the people uh, parking uh, or that kind of thing. So yeah. just people who... Is, uh, I would just people, cut it. I think I would rather say that whatever money they think they're going to make out of that, I'm sure they could more than find the waste in the Edinburgh Council easily cut their budgets by but more than that, but and they, would, the they just line, don't need to. But the bottom line is, the, the think of the they're the, the, the hell bent on destroying yeah. trade in the city. Yeah. So the bottom yeah. line is, people are going to say, well, oh, let's go to Edinburgh. Oh, Let's not go to Edinburgh because they're charging us now. Well, they're helping apart. Amazon do great and do brilliantly so, <laughs> because they're just like, well, people, you know. People are going to go out of town to the out of shopping malls uh, and um, shopping uh, malls, centres, whatever uh, you call them, out, out of town now and make it easier. Yeah. Uh, but it's free, a lot of them are free parking, some charge, uh, but yeah. free parking and just do their shopping there instead. And the town is going to suffer. So yeah. are you going to compensate the traders who are losing money yeah. because of your... You what you have to remember is that men, many of these people who are in these positions are basically against business. They don't really like the free market. They are they would call themselves kind of small s socialists, right? Mm -hmm. They don't mind the idea of business, but they think they can milk people for as much as they get and it won't harm anything, it won't affect the economy and all the rest of it. And they're being proven wrong on a daily basis. But until people start voting them out, and that means you don't vote for the SNP, or you don't vote Labour or for the Greens because these are people who are absolutely against the basics of business. And you can't expect economic growth when you follow those kind of plans. The only thing that those people have been able to do is create massive debt and basically bankrupt the country. And they might say, well, the SNP haven't done that yet, but we had a narrow escape for sure in September. But their plan, we now they had to find out with this underspend, what they are doing is not only so intrusive with things like the no-to-name person scheme, but their ideas for a business, for land grabs and all this kind of stuff, they are basically even more left-wing than Labour. And we're not going to see an economy grow and jobs created and a real future for our children unless we start realising we have to compete globally, we've got to be out there making businesses work, really putting the emphasis on, on free enterprise and getting regulation out of the way. That's the only way we're going to go forward. And those lot simply don't want it. They think they're above it. They think that making money is somehow wrong. And it's like a bunch of Pharisees saying whatever they like, whatever they think sounds good. And this is what they've created. Uh, it's absolutely, it's just absolutely crazy. Um, what else has been happening in the world? Um, that was our rant of the week. Uh, was there one, one rant? <laughs> if you're still listening, you deserve an award. You know? Yes. Um... <laughs> Well, we may have to send you a certificate. Well, Email us with your details, we'll send you a certificate. As in the, as you the, survived uh, Hadrick and Ramsey's um, rant, rant, rant. rant of the week. <laughs> you know. As you can say, we've just done it. The cure for insomnia has arrived, baby! What can you say? You must be fast asleep by now. You're fantastic! Probably just probably woken you up. So, <laughs> but uh, the cure for boredom is, is here, baby! Yeah! Anyone to see? So, 
what music have you been listening to lately? Oh, I got the new Taylor Swift CD. I bet you thought I was going to get that one, but I surprised you. Was it Dolly Parton then, was it? I got it a good deal. I couldn't resist it. It was £6.99. £6.99? £6.99. Aye, paid that money for it, yeah. It was in Sainsbury's. So, so yes, I got it there on on, uh, last week. And it was good. Basically, I like that song, Shake It Off. She likes to shake it. Shake it, baby. Shake it. Shake it off. I I dance worse than my three-year-old daughter. (laughs) You know, so it was like... Say something. You know, (laughs) it was... But yes, so I got that, um, and it's good. I actually quite like. I've listened to a few of the songs on it. Yeah, maybe we can we can promote a little bit of Taylor Swift on the podcast later on when we can do your, when we publicize this. <laughs> we can uh, have Taylor Swift. Okay, why not? Oh, it's so, always quite upbeat. I like it because it's upbeat, and they're quite there. And she writes her own songs, I think, in the most part. She's actually um, she's been talked about news recently. She's actually quite uh, she's very generous with her fans. She's a lot of fans who tweet her, yeah. tweet her and message her. She did one recently. She paid off her. And obviously in America, she paid off her college fees. She says, "Here's a check, and here's uh-huh. a sign." And she said, "Here, pay off your fees, your student loan, or whatever." So she's actually quite generous with her fans. I really like that new Ferrari Berlinetta. <laughs> yes, I. I'm, Can we have a check? <laughs> it's 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 been it's made me depressed not having one. <laughs> I, I have a super fan. I have all your albums. Yeah. How many do you have? I have your posters and. I will publicise you everywhere. Believe you me, he does. <laughs> oh, he, he does. You got to be. Why have you got a Taylor Swift poster on your ceiling? Why have you got a Taylor Swift poster on your ceiling? Does your wife inject? I'm sure she does. Uh, so, what a, it's a bar from Taylor Swift. Well, that must have cheered the listeners up, I'm so, sure. Oh, you've got to their heads. <laughs> Bang! Oh, jinx, is that it? So... So what other music have you listened to recently, apart from Taylor Swift? Is there any curiosity? Oh, goodness. Um, uh, not an awful lot, I have to say. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I mean, I get so fed up with Christmas carols. I mean, you know, I love, I mean, as, as a Christian, I love kind of modern Christian worship, and I just can't stand carols. I just you find them so Christian? dull. Okay, well, you know, I mean, the really old ones, I don't know what it is, I just find them really boring. But, um, and I, I, I'm hoping that, that uh, next year when we do our service down in Duns, then we're going to have it. We're going to spruce it up a bit and make it so kind of. Obviously, he's got a carol service for these days, and well, is it, we did have a we did have a, a Chris Dingle service that was really good. But I just don't. I think it's it's it's, it's more boring. the kind of more traditional service music that I just find really dull. I just can't get into praise with it. It's, it's some okay. some of them you can, some of them you can't. But I've, I would just. Uh, so so no, I haven't. I haven't. If you're uh, a person who worships and you like, I mean, which obviously Christmas is day past, but uh, what do you think if you if you were to reflect on what's happened just a few weeks ago? It was three weeks ago. And um, if you were to say, what do you think of your Christmas services? Are you any exciting? Or you I think we're glad if we get one response to that one. <laughs> are, you, are you thinking, well, it's it's exciting watching the paint dry. Uh, anyway, so and we had a very exciting one because we were giving yeah. about a hundred kids candles to light. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, and that's, so that's you can safe. imagine with gold curtains and all that, I mean, the miracle was it didn't set the place on fire. Yeah, the health and safety big wigs went down there. But so it, in that part, that was actually a very good service. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I just, in terms of, I like, I like modern so apart, worship, so, so I don't think there's a lot of okay, Apart from that stuff, what other type of music? You've got your Taylor Swift in there. Uh, well, I like, I have to admit, I do like classical music. That oh, is one of my favourites. I love, I love, I love kind of some of the music that they make for the movies. I sometimes get, but I haven't listened to an awful lot um, of music recently. Just or bits and pieces, but um, but not not. Uh, I did buy quite a few CDs. I, I, I recently, what well, kind of music? Well, obviously, for me, I drive. A, I drive a lot. I tend to stuff on the radio. Um, I 
Ben Hainau, who was recently crowned X Factor champion 2014, I do make his music. I seem to quite um, quite into your Bruno Mars and uh, I've forgotten his name <coughs> uh, for Uptown, Uptown Funk, uh, which I uh, Mark Ronson. That says Mark Ronson uh, Uptown Funk. I find that a very quite a catchy song. Uh, we want it Floor East from X Factor. She did a version of it. Do you know that similarly Lewis Hamilton has recorded some songs? Yeah. Uh, before, a few years ago he said he had done this, but it was similarly a spoof. It was an April Fool's because he said he had recorded a song with his fiancée or whatever, the, yeah. um, Nicole Scherzinger. But it was found to be just a, a joke. But similarly now he said he's got a recording studio and he's actually recorded some songs. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I okay. just have a feeling... This question of Lewis Hamilton is he's a British... Well, double, double Formula 1 world champion. Formula one world he's a champion. fantastic Formula 1 driver, but I'm not sure if he's going to be a great singer. Maybe not, maybe not. But no, it's <laughs> but that's busy, going to be interesting. Pretty sweet, he's got a hot bird. Bloody hell. Nicole Scherzinger. Remember, there could be children listening to this, Fraser. You think? You think it's going to be PG? Sorry, is it, is it, what do you mean PG? In 12, did it make it a 12A or a 15? He thinks that Lewis Hamilton's fiance is attractive. Yeah, that's just, what you see. <laughs> She's hot, baby. She's hot. No, anyway, no. anyway, um, she's anyway, she is. She's ex-pussy cat dog. We'll leave that one there. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's just name of the band stuff. Um, we don't name it. Um, anyway, so music-wise, I'll be listening to you probably. I've been a bit of I like a bit of fuzzy, but uh, cause I've been listening recently to Talk Is Jericho, which I find very interesting to listen to. Uh, he publishes a lot of his music. Um. Just general stuff actually, it's been quite good. The radio, you got, uh, a lot of our British artists are getting popular across the pond as well. Uh, so things, the music's not too bad at the moment. Um, uh, it's going through a bit of a decent phase, I would say. But uh, some good, decent artists coming coming through. Ed Sheeran's not too bad. Some of his stuff, Sam Smith's not too okay. Um, but hit or miss at the moment. I like, I do like uh, Ollie Murs and Demi Lovato. Her, their duet, which is very good. Uh, I find that quite a good song. Um, it's quite, I like her voice, name of the matter, so it's good. So some good stuff kicking around at the moment, it's not too bad. Um, obviously, yeah, so it's pretty good, what kind of music you're into, when you're, uh, in your styles. I have to say that, it does go back a wee while, a few oh, months okay. back. But you know when they did, there was a Children in Need, it was in November last year, they did Children in Need, and they had the S, fa- S Club 7, oh, Club reunited oh, wow. thing. And that was amazing, because I was expecting them all to be, you know, because they've obviously done quite well. But they retired, and some of them were children and things. Yeah. I thought they were going to be a really full bunch of chubbies, <laughs> and they come back along, and you know they'd be struggling to do their routines. But surprisingly, they were actually not. You know, they still look quite similar to what they they uh, not aged a bit, but they um, but they weren't they weren't too bad actually. I thought, actually thought it was. You know, I wouldn't mind so much if they came back because they were at least they were fun. Yeah. I have to say, I can't. There's a few I saw now. Ollie Morris, he, he did. He performed on the X Factor, didn't he? One of his yeah. new songs. Yeah. I just didn't think it was that great. I haven't heard that. I, I, admit. But I thought, I thought um, it's, some songs are good, don't get me wrong, but it's it's trying to keep things original and decent. That's yeah. that's the thing. Cause I find the videos, because with the work I do, trying to go into people's homes and they're watching different things, and the, the one client loves the music videos and uh, and he's always watching stuff. It's getting old, and it's you? just kind of. I don't know. Yeah. It's just. Into, rap, I mean, the rap videos I find the, the most dull things. Yeah. I mean, all it is is a bunch Col- of women. Culture in America is, is big, big culture, big no, bucks. It's yeah. just the same, yeah, more like big, big bucks, big butts, more like. You know what I mean? All well, you see are women being portrayed it, everywhere uh, in not a very nice way. And it, I mean, okay, in, you know, maybe for a teenage it's, audience, it's, it's that kind of thing. But 
No, it, it's, but it's just seedy. It just comes over really yeah, seedy, you know. So Tim has just got to start giving you some twerking and machine scene, no. Was twerking? Twerking is... Or is that not explainable for radio? Uh, <laughs> well, everyone knows who twerk, what twerking is, is when you... Sh- you know, how to describe twerking. Um, you don't have to describe uh, twerking. Well, Tell yeah, me afterwards. Well, well basically, yeah. you just have to Google twerking. You know what it is. Um, <laughs> no, but I mean, it's not... No, but, you know, I, like, I like videos that are funny. And then, you know what? I think what makes an original video, if it stands out for something good and decent and funny and whatever, or it makes its point of what it's trying to say, or it could be a very serious video or something, but anyone can sell... You know you know, anybody I can do, sell I sex. Do. Anybody can do that. Sex. And that's, that's all the they're doing. That, that's the there's nothing new. That's the but there's nothing new. And it's just, it's just the same old words. The, Some, the, I remember listening to one of them and I, I thought the words were dreadful. And it was just, just rubbish. I thought, that's this what, is the that's problem. That's what sells to the, the younger generation is sex. Well, it's sex. because it's all they're offering. So, so exactly. all they're offering. They're not offering anything Ex- better than that. Exactly. Because and the, it's a lot of better stuff. Well, that's the problem. I mean, what do you think? Okay, put it out there. A lot of music, I admit, is there's only a very... If you look at what they're actually singing in the words, there's only really about lucky if there's a, a verse or a verse and a half. If anything, mm-hmm. and it's just repeated several times, admit uh-huh. that and sh- stick in some beats and blah blah blah, and you get yourself a song and it sells a few million. Uh-huh. No, no, but, there, I mean there are good recording artists out there. Don't get me wrong, and I like the songs that are either that are, could be funny, uplifting, or could make look, a point. But looking at the looking at the older, older style music, you got like Queen, you look at yeah. the kind of people who they actually. Sat down and wrote a song. Oh, they were several verses. But even being meant something. Yeah, even things like the old girls loud were that I have to admit I did quite like. You know, but it was but because at least it was. Taylor Swift took over the poster collection. You know, but, sorry, <laughs> sorry, girls loud. You're out. But I was heartbroken. But, no, but there was, but it was. <laughs> but no, but at least, but at least it was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't too. You know, but it was relatively reasonable. You know, it was fun. It was stuff you could have in the background music, and it was all right. You know, when you went to every car dealership around the country they had it playing on the radio and all the rest of it and and so it was you know it was relatively harmless and it was it was it was and they, and they were all right they could sing reasonably well and uh, and they had a beat to it so you know and it was quite nice on them had quite um, quite nice songs so it was all right you know okay i'm gonna move on for music because you <laughs> obviously you can tell yeah. what little i know about current pop music yes he used to <laughs> obviously doesn't sam smith trust. sounds like somebody from the job center <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, okay, I think he needs to know about twerking as well. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's only. Oh, it's a woman. I don't know, it's a matter of Sam. Twerking, Sam Smith is a, a man, but. Uh, Alright. Twerking is a. You can Google the office. Yeah. James yeah. Delenpo was talking about Taylor Swift and how he thinks it's safe for his daughter to watch or to, to go That's and see in a, in a thing. So I think if. She's probably same. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's going to be decent. She has. Well, I was going to say, uh, films, uh, we're talking about films recently, um, obviously we've all got ratings in different countries and how you, re- I recently went to see Taken 3, <coughs> Hugh went to see Taken 3. Yeah, we actually saw it on the same night, but in different cinemas. Yeah, just in a different part of the country. Yes, and, um, he's talking with, his, was with your wife. I wanted the cinema to myself, so that's why I didn't go with you, I'm afraid, Fraser. Did you, did you go with your wife? I, went, I did, yes. Did we actually wife? had got babysitters, we managed to get babysitters on the men. No, I couldn't believe it. Bloody I've hell. been twice, really? twice this year in two weeks. You got... I've doubled, my, I've, I've doubled my cinema visits in a whole year. He, in two weeks. I'm <laughs> shocked and stunned. And <laughs> this you, is going to be a good year. What happened? Did you, <laughs> how much did you bribe them? No, my mother. It was my mother. She, mother. she babysat for us. So, wow. yeah. And, it, uh, and then we had other friends who did it the first time. Wow. So That's not bad. Yeah. Your mother babysat when she went to the cinema. No, oh. so we went to Gala Shields. Oh. I mean, what did you... What did you, did you and, uh, and we saw Taken 3 hey, a cup of tea mother my wife <laughs> wanted, 
Because while you were watching it, so, so were we. And my wife really liked it, and I couldn't stand it. Well, like, what, it for people out there, what do you think of the recent Taken? If you've seen it, obviously you're going to spoil it for them. But the Taken 3, I, talking about, I was talking about this, well, briefly, to some friends talking about this. Ratings of films. The Taken 1, first one that came out, it was a rating 18, which should probably be a rating R in America, or I'm not sure what other ratings in different parts of the world. Um, we was fantastic. Great, intense, gripping. Great film. Well, it's like an original, original Dirty Harry. It was, yeah. that, it was like Clint Eastwood for Clint Eastwood, the, Dirty Harry. Brilliant. Now, yeah. the thing about it, if you talk about it, not to go off the track of Dirty Harry films, they were just so un-PC to say the least. <laughs> but how, he managed, how Clint Eastwood managed to get away with half the stuff was just yeah. fantastic. <laughs> Tell you, it was just genius. <laughs> he couldn't make it up. Yeah, but it was just, yeah. Oh, I'll tell you, he just gets away with it. I'll tell you, and you know just, other films I quite like as well on that genre, the, the Death Wish. I mean, I used to think Death it was Wish, Charles Bronson. But the, the first two that I saw were, were actually were brilliant. really brilliant. I loved really Charles Bronson. Yeah. Right, going back to Taken. Taken 1, fantastic, gripping, brilliant film. Now, whatever, the British Film Certificate Board, whoever decides to rate films here I've got this helping idea in this this yeah. they want to create a wider audience they technically the type of films they for a film that's completely unsuitable for a wider audience it's not it doesn't yeah. they, they, they basically that, the, 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 the Die Hard was it what was it oh yeah the Russian one the Russian yeah, one the, yeah. the last Die Hard <coughs> one Bruce Willis a good day to Die Hard good day to Die Hard now the bottom line is that a good day to be, switch off Exactly. <laughs> bloody, bloody right. I think most people did. Exactly. <laughs> the bottom line is, I think they actually, I think they probably made an eighteen version of it. But when it comes to certain countries, they drop it, they cut it yeah. to buggery, and they yeah. basically make it a twelve A, which is suitable yeah. for people who are twelve, just yeah. over twelve, or with parents, and it was rubbish. Yeah. And what they showed in the trailer, they oh, this is quite good. And you come watch the film, and you go, half the stuff yeah, is not right. actually in the, the blinking film. Yeah. And you yeah. go, what? I it is, but this film, Taken 3, was just not very good. It Unfortunately, it's... Because Taken 1 and 2, I thought, you know, Taken 2 was original was brilliant. And the second one, I thought, was actually quite... It was, was alright, I don't say it was think, fantastic, I'd but it was, it was okay. Because at least it you, led with the story. At least the story yeah, kind of was about the revenge of all would, the people who'd been killed. Would you say that uh, with Taken 2, that, I mean, obviously, I think he, obviously, during that time, he'd lost his wife and things, and he had, he's had a rough time, really, at least personally. Uh-huh. But would you say... But he's that, gone from strength to strength. I know, he's, he's, films, you, but so. would you say, he's got, yeah, would you say, take, if you look at him and take him three and look at him now, he actually was quite weighty. He had a lot of weight. He did look not quite, as fit. Uh, uh, he, he looked a lot older in the in the taking three. Now, obviously, a few number of years, maybe six or seven years have passed since uh, the first original taking has been going. But uh, I, that was, I think that's what they wanted him to look like, I think, for the story. <clears throat> but I was, it just didn't, um, because they were taken to it led well because at least you had the revenge yeah. of all people who'd been killed <clears throat> and then but this one was completely unrelated yeah. and then it kind of but then it, from the trailer it looked like oh everybody was after him you know the FBI and the police but actually it was more like just really the police yeah. from what we saw and okay there were big car chases but the, the, again the camera moved around too much and you could never focus for more than a second on one one bit and it was another angle yeah. and and then also the acting and the script was it could have been you know like a soap opera I mean the EastEnders is better acted than that Anyway, it was just not very good. Um, it was a real letdown. I think it was... Um, I, I personally... I, I thought Taking Three was a bit better than Taking Two, but I think Give or Take... Yeah, not, not, I think there weren't... <laughs> but but it is, they weren't as good as number one. Yeah. And I think because if they were, if it was an 18, yeah. I think you'd create the wider audience yeah. when you get the right Well, it could way. be harsher. Cause it needed to yeah. be harsh. These films are about... They are they are violent. Because these people are... I mean, he's a, he was a spy, so he's going to deal with other spies and 
terrorists and everything else. Um, so these are not easygoing issues. So it is going to be graphic. To make it have a sense of realism, it has to be in some James, ways graphic. Do you think James Bond should be like a film a bit more 1518? Well, some of the fight scenes are quite strong. I mean, I think they've always had 12 A's and stuff, haven't they? Uh, maybe some of the older ones. Some of the content in it, I would have thought would be 15s. And in all fairness, I wouldn't have taken somebody who was 12 or under to take in three. No way. Because, I mean, they waterboarded somebody in that. And uh, they, they did the waterboarding. And, and, and that's torture. And I'm sorry, but I think it was quite inappropriate that they actually put that in and yet they took, I mean, there was no blood or guts or anything else that you saw in the film. So yeah, but they put that in and I thought that could really scare a young one, you know, because that's a pretty horrible thing. So I think it's in, I think it was inappropriately um, actually, you know, um, rated at all. I just think it was a, a really bad mix um, and well, poorly done. I mean, um, people are in the room, even um, our listeners who listen to the film, watch, if you've watched films and you've seen the first one and it's been absolutely fantastic, it's been a higher rating for age wise. It's been it's been more blood guts action. Yeah. It's been just great. You've enjoyed it, and then you suddenly see the sequel. Yeah. And you go, oh my goodness, what have they done? Yeah, I don't think the sequel was as bad. I think the thing is with the first one, it was so good because you you could get behind the character. You know, because you, you, if you think you know, if you had a daughter and they were they were kidnapped, you would do everything you could to get them back. And if you had those skills, you know, it's the old ideal kind of man's dream about having those kind of skills. You know, as any person would love to be able to fight like that, you know, and be able to be as brave and heroic and all the rest of it. Um, so, you know, you could get behind it. So it was definitely a man's film. You know, you could right. get behind the character and the emotion of it. And, and, and obviously it was like the old-fashioned films because he killed everybody. All the baddies were dead. You know, there was that way it wasn't maybe as realistic as some. But, the, but you know, but it was, it was a film you could kind of get behind. But the, it, it had a little bit of that in the second one, but the third one had nothing. It was just boring. It didn't. I thought this is crazy. This is just ridiculous. And and it was just it just wasn't wasn't well, very do. good. And yet Liam's done Liam's done really good films like Unknown was good. I, I quite like Nonstop, even though that wasn't that well rated. Nonstop I thought was actually it's okay. Good, yes, I quite like that. Um, and uh, and I thought the story was like the movie at the end of the storyline wasn't brilliant, but but the, but it was all right. And he's done other stuff that's been really good. So it's I don't think it's as hot. I just think it was probably a lot of money involved, and they're they're trying to mass market it. But it, it just don't think it worked. But yeah. it's, certainly, it's one of these. You think the film boards or the way they're rating films is actually. And it's in right of touch. I out think out they're touch. trying to force a, again a kind of liberal. Just let everybody see anything. Because the thing is, a lot of these films, if you if they were to keep it like in a higher rating, they'd actually hit right. the audience of because yeah, they're, 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 yeah. aimed at they'd actually get yeah. it's the generation of the sort of the twenty yeah. the sort of the twenty five to sort of forty fifties right. who used to seeing these kind of films. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the stuff. I mean, it's a lot of stuff you see. I suppose a lot of stuff these days you see in films that maybe a fifteen yeah. used to be probably right. eight, or an eighteen. Well, oh, it would have been just for the language alone. The language would have been would have been cut. But I mean, I watched that film that you didn't recommend. But I'd bought it anyway before you before you said the bad neighbours, um, and it was awful. It was just boring, and it was all it was was crude and swearing, so, and so, there was nothing remotely so, funny about I bet, it. I bet you glad you bought it then. Well, I wouldn't sell it on actually. I was going to just eBay it from whatever Amazon. It's a bit, but because it, it was just it was just really dull. And I, and I also it, I think it was a it was a fifteens actually. And then I saw Twenty Two Jump Street because I quite enjoyed the first one. I thought the Twenty One Jump Street was actually all right. Um, but it was pretty boring and just nothing more. I was really disappointed because I bought lots of films in the kind of Christmas sales and then I bought them all and I thought, I bought a lot of crap. <laughs> and yeah, it was like, yeah. the only one that was really good, if I was two that were really good that I thought were actually worth it, um, were the the um, Edge of Tomorrow, were the, the Tom Cruise one. I did, I did like that. 
Um, and I also got um, a 12 Years a Slave. Okay. That was good. And Dallas Buyers Club. That was actually quite good. I did okay. enjoy that. Um, but everything else I bought, and I bought a few, it was rubbish. <laughs> it was yeah. just as well charity them. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, man. Well, making, um, what was it? So, obviously, films, what else right? Just to go, a wee summary of... Actually, Godzilla wasn't too bad. Godzilla. Yeah, a wee summary of just, uh, just to sort of reflect a little bit. Obviously, you want to just to go off slightly less material, but just as, oh, not going to go in depth at all. Just to, want to give our condolences to the, the recent Paris tragedy that happened last week and that obviously which has shocked the world. A lot of people have maybe partly said it was a, a modern day, maybe similar to a, a 9-11, which was, well, it may not have been on the same scale, scale. but it was certainly, certainly it was certainly shocking certainly and terrible shocking. And, uh, and absolutely awful. And and it, and it, it caught France I think it caught France off guard actually. Yeah. To be honest with it, way yeah. the way it took you know, the length of time and all the things that happened. I think it's uh I about is it's not ideal. The things that are happening around the world. I think we I think without going into too much detail we do need to have a clamp down on this these things happening. Uh, some some yeah. things I think it's brought the whole multiculturalism approach and areas now. Now we're kind of finding out that actually there are areas, not just in Britain, but in France and then across across mm-hmm. Europe and beyond, Having that are, have no go areas. They're creating and, their own little you know, villages almost. And it's not, if you if you don't have integration, mm-hmm. as I say, that as far as that, then uh, that's because, what's going to cause this because people don't feel valued in their community anymore. I suppose the question is, these, okay, no, it's not, them no, and us. Not, not, in, I'm not sort of trying to say these people in a sense but this, these kind the, 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 well any community any, any community of any okay. faith that is that, that I think has felt okay. that they want to say, have their own better they don't want to integrate they're going to faith, faith or whether you're faith or nationality or whatever you're, you you come in you create yourself a sort of uh, a wee community but don't integrate the bottom line is you, you obviously you have a bit more freedom whether it's in the UK and the it's okay you can probably do that you maybe get away with it but it's obviously not right uh, but the bottom line is if for us, people who are in the U- from the UK or maybe have not come from anywhere or are descendants from people who have actually brought up uh, through and through. If we go to countries, i.e. Muslim countries, or yeah. and we whether you put a foot out wrong or anything, yeah. you can't get you can't get away with much. Yeah. You end up you end up get you get your life is at stake. Yeah. You get your head chopped off or something. You, you can't well, you do anything. Arrested. You're arrested for something yeah. so yeah. trivial. Yeah. But some but, you can't kiss in the street, isn't it? Yeah, you can't be yeah, with your brother. You've got to and you've got to be quite careful. You can't hardly hold the hands or kiss. <coughs> you can't do something that's so... Yeah. You end up in jail, I think. Hang on yeah. a minute. So, well, you guys are... So be, just to be a bit frustrated, you guys, people of that culture or whatever will happily come over here, you, you demand X, Y, Z. We've been, we've actually basically been tolerant to intolerant yeah. in we've, groups. We've, sometimes, to people who show it, to those who show the extreme views of it that they don't want to integrate with anybody else or oh. with, with, with Britain in effect or with, with other British people then that, that's, that's a problem and uh, I think they're going to have uh, to start doing uh, things now to, to, to confront that and say look it's, you, it's almost you know, like we should get a great crowd of people and go over yeah. to and set up our own community over there yeah. and they're, they're yeah. in your country and just sort of say sorry we want to bring up British law in here don't like yeah. it tough yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. It's sort of because uh, people see it on the other side and say, "Well, look at all the people that go to Spain, all the expats that go to Spain and live out there." But the most of the time, people like going to Spain because they actually quite like Spanish culture, yeah. and they obviously they love, they love the weather. The weather they yeah. they buy a flat and they buy a villa, or whatever, and they contribute to the economy because they're spending money in the restaurants and the shops and so on, and they pay their way. And it's almost like tourism. 
So the you know the Spanish make a lot of money out of it too, you know, because it's, it's money is, in the bank. Because, but I think the problem is with a lot of countries now, with, whether it's with immigration and wherever, it's almost got the stage it is too, it's got too out of control and trying to deplete it and to go backwards yeah. and to get send people yeah. back. Uh, it's, it's just going to cost a phenomenal yeah. amount of money, and to yeah. try and get, which is not. It's not. I'm not saying everybody's entitled to be. If you want but to come to another what's country, what's quite funny though too is that many of these Hollywood films that we discussed earlier yeah. and others actually showed things like Paris. You know, Taken was set in Paris, right. and and there've been other films like from Paris with exactly. Love and from exactly. other you know other ones that actually showed that that Paris had actually quite a you know. There were areas of Paris that were not really, that were pretty unsafe. And and that's not a good thing for any government to have to kind of, you know, you can't ignore the situations. I think the problem is they have just ignored it and said oh, it'll go away. And unfortunately, by not doing anything, by not, again, I think it comes down to socialism because that makes the difference between rich and poor even bigger and bigger. And they, they, if you watch, that's uh, what's, if you watch Sky News, if you watch Sky News online, not actually on the telly, when they have the advert breaks, they, they show a little bit of a script. Part in China, there's in Hong China, there's actually a village that's not remotely Chinese, it's just merely of the culture of Indian or that uh, background or of Muslim background community that's set up, and you wouldn't think it was in China. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like it's most pockets of uh, areas of Britain as well. Mm-hmm. But um, it's, yeah, it's, it's just becoming. Uh, how do we. Uh, well, you, how, you, how people do have I, to integrate. Yeah. You have to be. You, you cannot have on any way. Sharia law that has no. to be thrown out straight away, Especially, I mean, and they have to integrate. Old. And oh. I mean, th- this was the whole thing with the, what happened in Rotherham. You know, the police turned a blind eye, the Labour Council turned a blind eye, and this is what's basically been found out. You know, this is what they're saying that they've not looked at it properly. They they said, "Oh, just let it go," because they knew it was to do with Islamic communities, and they didn't want to have to confront also, them and say, yeah. "Actually, the vast majority of people, you know, committing this crime, you know, the it's underage the girls going to these takeaways and." being used and abused and that's the, who was doing it and, and unfortunately female. it might not be a nice thing to say but um, you know the, the fact of, of, of justice means you tell the truth and people if they've committed those kind of crimes and the ones we've seen certainly released on, on the media you know it's been overwhelmingly done by particular groups of people they need to be facing justice and not after so many years as soon as that crime is committed and people have come forward well, and with also with the female uh, gen- uh, genital yeah. mutilation they basically do it it's just yeah. crazy it's, it's crime it's just they're, they're running scared of certain groups because they think it's going to sound really bad on the news but actually yeah. the people of Britain will be behind them to say no justice means justice for everyone and it does and, it properly you see the, uh, ever since after the Paris attacks this, this group from Belgium or the, the hackers who came on to say basically they've had enough they're going to come and get you uh, oh, they were going to try and shut down, shut down the jihadist websites. Well, hopefully that would be quite good. A good thing or yeah, I think if they could do that, that would, that would really that might make quite a difference. You, you were saying uh, you obviously seen more the uncut news on Paris and on YouTube, what the things that they, you didn't quite see on the regular channels. Yeah, I mean, it just makes me think, you know, I mean, because there's all this thing about gun debates, you know, because Paris doesn't have guns as well, they have all these, some even more regulations, you think, more than Britain against guns. I mean, we're not allowed to have handguns and the rest of it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the police, I think, do carry guns. But, you know, I mean, obviously these people are well-trained, well-armed, and any time they had a shootout with the police, <coughs> the police tended to come off worse, certainly in the, in the, on the Wednesday yeah. when they, when they um, made the initial attacks. I mean, that, the terrible thing was this, the, the, on the Thursday, that policewoman was killed. She wasn't even armed, and she yeah. was shot in the back. So what kind of person shoots an unarmed officer in the back? Yeah. You know, it's pretty low. But it's, 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 you know, for whatever reason that they have to do it, it's just, it shows the kind of... Um, just 
it, it's like going into a culture of you think, goodness me, this is what they're doing. You know, this is what they would consider is reasonable. But then, you know, when you look at what's happening, when you read about ISIS and what they do, you know, they behead women and children, and especially in Christian communities, because this is what they think is going to be their reward in heaven if they do all this stuff. But they're 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 advertising this kind of bravado way of life. You know, you can you have all your women and you'll have all this stuff and you'll be wealthy. We'll give you all this money because that's how they think they're going to run northern Iraq and the rest of it if they if they can keep it. Um, and and so that's why the people they reckon the people from Britain, the Muslims from Britain, were going across because they're getting promised all this great lifestyle. But when they get there, they realise it's not anything yeah. like that. So what was you actually when when you watched some of the news on YouTube? What did you think? Saw, well, but didn't see I mean, what I think that they said that the, that the hostages were all killed um, before it happened, before the the, the kosher um, sewer market was raided. Now, certainly, there were a number of things that were slightly odd to me. Now, I don't think this makes a big difference to the story. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to uh, say all oh, this. We're not being told major things, but it does. I think there are people who are maybe they're maybe trying to make it look better than what it actually was. Because when they, if you notice when they open the doors, A, for a start, the doors just suddenly open. Now, who opened the door? Did they hack in? Did the police hack in and manage to get the security doors to open? Because I don't think the government would have just said, oh, there's the doors open, here you come, kind of thing. So that was my first thing. I thought, yeah, you know, every terrorist is just going to let the police come in by opening the doors for them. Then, so they must have either overcame that with something. Um, they fired a huge amount of ammunition into that place. I mean, I remember watching it from both sides of the, with the camera angles that they had on the TV um, and there was one bit in particular where they fired a few shots to, be, to go in and then there's one chap who's behind one of the cars nearest to the door. He comes forward and he must let off 20 or 30 rounds. And I thought, he's so close to his policeman in front, so to the other, <clears throat> you know, the other SWAT members, he's going to take them out, he's going to kill his own men. Because it was like, you know, I'm used to playing computer games, saying, you know, you, you can kill your own men if you're not um, aiming right. And the camera angles look incredibly close. But he must have let off how many rounds? Now, he must have been aiming at somebody. But they clearly missed, because this, at the end, when you see it on the uncensored coverage, you see a man running towards the door who does not look as if he's been hit at all. He's running, charging, full black, and only when he, he kind of jumps at the door and he misses and he hits the wall, and then he falls down and they shoot him dead after that, or what seems to be that. Um, um, you know, it does seem like you can't let off that number of rounds. And remember, they've got probably armour-piercing bullets and all sorts of things, and not take people out. You know, because then after all of that, they didn't see what happened to the person. They just all of a sudden the hostages came out and the police went in. So it, it I, I have a feeling that maybe, and also we've not had any autopsy results. Nobody has had the autopsies. Now, when Gaddafi was killed and the other ones were found dead, you know, the Americans have said exactly how he was killed. They haven't, they've withheld that information. And I would have thought, well, surely we should know. We have not seen a single picture of the raid at the printers where the Koshi brothers were. Now, they were supposed to have come out um, like the like Butch Cassidy. You know, they were supposed to have run out and started firing. Now, surely the, the police would have had some form of film. Because I would have thought the French people would have wanted to see that. Actually, would have wanted to see these people get what they deserve, in effect, and, and want to see what happens. But we haven't seen any of that. Now, it may not have made any difference to the stories. The only thing I would say is that, well, if we haven't seen the Coachi brothers actually dead, how do we know they're dead? Did, are, they, are they covering to say, actually, maybe these people have escaped... And they don't know where they are, so they said they came out. They could, I mean, the cameras were so far away, nobody knew if they. We haven't even seen an interview with the with the, the the hostage that was in the back of the princess. As far as I know, I've not heard him speak. There's been nothing there. So, to me, it may not affect the story, uh, you know, to any degree. But I don't think we're being told. The, I, I think this has yeah. been a, a bit of a mess up 
in some so ways by the French police. cover up is. But not even to a cover. I just think they're trying to cover their own. Maybe it's not been as good as they as they had hoped, and they didn't want. And if they if it had been maybe the, the truth had been told, the French people would have been maybe rather less impressed with the French policing, and uh, that. Um, so as you can say, <clears throat> technically the, the way the news ended in 2014, certainly we were all hoping that the news uh, for 20, the start of the year would be a bit more positive, but obviously uh, the start of the year has pretty much it's just continued, to say the least, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not getting, I don't, it doesn't look like it's getting much better, it's almost like it's snowballing out of control at the moment, mm-hmm. um, and it's just, the things are just getting a bit bonkers, um, I think for the UK and probably many other places that certainly we've only got the best part of four about four or five months now or, uh, if anything I think we're four, four or five months now that we're actually looking at the general elections we're voting in a new government uh, the face of politics in the UK has simply been turned on its head uh, mm-hmm. ever since we had the Scottish referendum um, and um, Scottish referendum so it's certainly been a um, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting stuff coming up with all the debates and the uh, the arguments and things. And whether we get a TV debate because David Cameron agreed in the past to do a TV debate, but now he's himself going back in his word. He's running scared. So there's things to be looking forward to. But let's um, basically we're going to wrap this up. This is the fir- first podcast of the year with uh, the, our double act. Of Hatrick and Ramsey, we've both been here. Obviously, it's been a few single podcasts with the Ramsey in the hot seat. Uh, we'll, you will soon be hearing a few the podcasts with just the Hatrick in the hot seat um, yeah. coming up. So, obviously, we look to get some exciting guests. We do have a couple of interviews next week lined up. Uh, hopefully, we'll just, a UKIP MEP. Hopefully, a UKIP MEP. Just got these schedules a bit busy at the moment, but hopefully, we'll maybe this weekend or possibly. Uh, it's, uh, it's Definitely next few weeks we'll get somebody. We're looking to try and get some other MPs, uh, politicians as well, and just, just anybody. We're actually looking to just just maybe some we discuss music as well, some bands, local bands, and be them, and that type of thing. So just to help uh, people and other and local businesses, really, like to be able to talk about people yeah, business. Entrepreneurs, people who have stood out. Yeah, people who stood out in business because we like to be able to help uh, give them a bit of uh, publicity help them out and just a way of telling people what, what they do and how they came to do that and why they chose it etc etc so it's certainly exciting stuff actually it's all good so we will ha- obviously you'll be having uh, hearing our sponsors soon we're lining up a few sponsors as well going to work, do a bit of work on that and uh, yeah it's all cool so what do you what do you want to what do you think Mr Hertrick about the uh, I think the they've future. done extremely well. They've listened to us for over an hour now, and I think, my goodness, you yeah. deserve an award. Well, it's been an hour. Actually, it's been fun. This was take two as well, because the first one was a bit... Un- well, we had to cut everything. Yes, <laughs> it was a bit... Uh, but it was interesting to say the least. Um, but so, we'll get on, we'll get on, and we'll get another one launched for next week. So thank you for hitting the download button on the Hatch and Ramsey Unleashed podcast. To all our sexy beast listeners, good night. Until next time, uh, we will catch you later. So Take care. Say goodbye, Mr. Hatrick. Good night. And it's good to see him again. Say thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for flying in your private jet. Bye-bye now. <laughs>